Tam, tell me why. <laughs> Wait, no, wrong. Yeah, I'm trying to work that line in so hard. That you just <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering why we're all laughing, Crystal has been singing the Backstreet Boys for the last five minutes and then she just said, tell me why, instead of yeah. saying, tell me why. No, I don't think anyone wants to hear me sing, but comment below if you do. You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. So, so... What are we talking about? Hello, podcast land. Greetings. Today, we are talking about the value of events. That was a real pause for effect there. I'm trying to get some suspense going. (laughs) I want people to be excited and enthralled. I was hanging on every word. Good. Good. So you should. No, so we're talking about the value of events in all seriousness. And I find it's something that people sort of push to the side. They kind of focus on their, you know, website, brochures, etc. Like traditional marketing. Especially at the moment because COVID times been hard to uh, get together in a lot of countries. But I think I think we all think that events are a very underutilised part of the overall marketing mix. Tam, to quote the Backstreet Boys, tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately it comes down to the simple fact that people want to connect with other people. That means being in a room seeing their facial expressions when you're talking to them, shaking their hand, hugging them. I know all of this is kind of not, it's all a bit taboo at the moment in COVID times, but in the regular world, when we go back to normal, these are the things that light people up. And when you go, I mean, face it, when you go, you see your friends or um, in Perth at the moment, definitely, if you're catching up with people, you are being pretty normal, you're hugging. That's the that's the kind yeah. of thing that makes you feel good. Um, so in-person events, you get that. You get that. That serotonin release. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. And you can, you know, friendships are born in person. It's pretty par- pretty hard to start a friendship over Zoom. Mm, <laughs> that is true. I've seen Mel's cat too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you can take in all the sights and sounds and smells and, you know, all the things that are hitting all your five senses in the room. And you can also make a new buddy and go to the bar with them. Get yes. a snack together. Oh. So you're building friendship. Did I – have I told you this? That's mine and Mel's origin story. We met – like we were working together but we weren't friends yet and we went to an event and I said, do you reckon it would be weird if we sat by the grazing table? And she was like, no, let's do that. <laughs> this does not surprise me at all. <laughs> Shocker. This was after her lecture about standard drink amounts and driving. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. He, lectured, another time. he lectured her on the yeah. first meeting. She'd had – Two espresso martinis and a glass of wine. Still mad about it. Red what? wine in an hour and was like, no, I'm going to drive home. I'm like, do you know how many drinks are in there? No. I'm, I don't even believe that story. I'm terrible at maths. No, I drink if it's free. I just <laughs> am a tight ass. True story. Okay. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, Tam. Uh, <laughs> but back to the value of events. Firstly, how lucky are we that we can yes. have events again in Western Australia? We are so lucky. Melbourne, Victoria still wearing masks outside. I know, all around the world, there's a lot of people, a lot of our beautiful listeners. I know that you're doing it tough and yeah, we're thinking of you. 
Absolutely. We're going to go, you'll come back. We're, things will come back. We've come back in Western Australia. I don't know what will happen when our borders open, but <laughs> we're never going to open them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things will come back. So stay, stay positive. And if nothing else, it has made people realise how much they enjoy the interaction face-to-face. And here in WA, we're having a lot of events pop up in the second half of the year. 100%. And then they're not the huge events that we used to see. They're lots and lots of little ones. And they, they're actually cool because they're more intimate. Um, it's nice. And the restrictions in WA aren't too bad, but I think they've forced a lot of event professionals to innovate and think about other ways to do things rather than rolling out just what we did last year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's been a really good way to change the perspectives, change um, the way people think about how they're going to entertain and delight their guests. Yeah. But from a business owner's point of view, it can be really, events are probably one of the best ways to showcase your brand particularly if you have a product that you want someone to use, engage with, develop an opinion about and then tell all their friends about. Yeah, the the way that you can immerse them in everything about that theme or the product. It makes your brand quite tangible, even if it's not a product, it's a service. An event can make you, I can't think of a word, but I won't say feel it, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it attaches an emotion to your brand. I was like, I don't know what that word is. (laughs) And it makes it more approachable because you're putting a face to the brand. So it's not just known associates is this too cool for school brand on Instagram. It's Tam is an approachable person that you had a great conversation with. You know she loves Chardonnay. (laughs) Now next time you're going to want to go up to the bar and share a Shardy. And a piece of cheese. And a piece of cheese. And have a hug. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It personifies your brand is what I was trying to say. If people... (laughs) Good one. Five, <laughs> five minutes later. <laughs> Stewing on that for five minutes. Uh, um, and people are way more likely to feel comfortable engaging you for a service or, you know, the uh, product after they've met you. That's a good point because from your traditional marketing presence, not you specifically, Tam, but people might be like, oh, that business looks a bit unapproachable or mm. expensive or whatever. I'm not even going to bother to ask them to quote on X, Y, Z. Mm. You go to the, they go to your event. They're like, oh, they're actually like real nice people. They're just normal people doing a job. And the thing that you get in a face to face event is small talk, and you cannot underestimate when you're having a conversation with someone. And it might start that it's about work, but then you pick up on something like they've got a dog, or they just took their dog for a walk, and you've got a dog, and you've got that in common. All of a sudden, you're talking about dogs, and that might be nothing to do with the product, but you've built that connection. And then the friendship starts and then they want to do business with you. And it is, uh, my next point was going to be making sure you follow up on those sort of relationships later and take them from face-to-face back to digital. That is a great icebreaker. So nice to meet you the other night, XYZ. How's the dog? (laughs) (laughs) Also, let's be honest, nothing bonds people more than having a night out together on the town. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why traditionally men have been yeah. doing golf days and, yeah, men's drinks and stuff like that. Oh, it's not because they love golf. Eons. Oh, eons. Yeah, it's where, they, it's where they, the business is done the out deals there. deals are made. Yeah, yep. it is. It is. And now the whole world is doing it. Um, so, yeah, providing a unique experience for potential clients, current clients, whatever, is one of the main reasons that you would hold an event. But also, it doesn't always have to be extravagant. What... Would you suggest, Tam, if they've got a smaller budget? Yeah, well, we've been working with those a lot lately because people do have smaller budgets at the moment. It's just a fact. Um, So the best way to get around that is personalisation. And that doesn't have to be expensive. So you can do... um, Oh, you had a good suggestion before we were talking off air, Mel, about little handwritten notes. Yeah. 
We've done that at a few of our for our VIPs at a ball, and just writing buy a thank you thank you cards from a nice stationery shop and write handwritten notes for each person. Yeah, that's something really special and that people don't really see in this fast paced world all the time. Everything's either printed out, typed and printed out, or it's emailed to them. So that's a beautiful touch. But just finding out people what people um, love, like putting together a soundtrack that everyone contributes to. You can do that on Spotify now where everyone puts in a song and then that gets played at the event. Or um, it's another inexpensive way. If you could design a... We recently had a 50th. We had um, quite an intimate 50th and we designed coasters for him and had a picture. We did this really cool... um, I think it's called Vector, Vector oh, yes. Effect, with mm-hmm. a, a picture that he, like just a regular photo, he's holding up a um, whiskey glass and he had a cigar in his mouth. He looked like like um, something <laughs> off Sopranos. Like, and we just did, yeah, a little personalised um, logo for him, printed it out on coasters. It was done in a kind of um, old-fashioned dark wood bar and we had the coasters all around. It was epic. He was blown away and everyone was pocketing the <laughs> posters and taking them home because they were so cute. But that was inexpensive. It probably cost, I don't know, $90 to print out a bunch of coasters. And, yeah, that's such a good idea. I was just thinking back to another event, which was super simple and very intimate. But I was sto- – I they wrote my name as a place card, hand wrote my name on a leaf, a real leaf. Mm. And I took it home with me. I just thought that was so special. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. So, yeah, I think that's one of the best ways to get around cost-cutting is just really think of those um, intricate details that it will blow people away because you've thought about them specifically. And the networking opportunities that, you know, I think are higher sometimes in an intimate event. You yeah. have more time and more intimacy, like time to spend with one person and then move on. And you might only invite 20 people, but those connections with those 20 people, I think will be the same quality, if not better. Yeah. I actually hate networking events when you're in a room with a whole lot of people and you can't hear so you've got to shout to just have this um, really limited time small talk with Mm. someone and then you move on to someone else and I just think oh much rather sit at a quite a long maybe four or five hour dinner next to two people and get to know them throughout the night yeah create a lasting um, lasting relationship and also you could get quite boozed and end up at a nightclub. <laughs> really bond with that person next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. You need to remember to, to treat the attendees like you're building a community, not like a database. You know, they're not just, they're not one just email addresses. on your 5,000 yeah. email addresses that you need to tick off. So that goes back to maybe having a more intimate event. And a curated list. A curated list, more personal touches, handwritten notes, um, taking a real interest. We actually went to a leadership forum last week and we heard from one of our board members' most inspirational leaders was Gail Kelly, um, CEO of Westpac. Mm-hmm. And he said she was such a memorable leader because every event, if you ever went to an event with her, it could be a room of 700 people and she would sit in front of you and talk to you like there was no one else in the room for 10 solid minutes and would know everything about you and would remember your dog's name and your kids and then move on and you would feel like you were the only person in the room. Rick Hart does that. It's like, yeah. that's so, tell me more, that yeah. sounds so romantic. It's such an amazing skill. And as, a lost art. As a business owner or a leader and it's a lost art. Yeah. And if you could do that to 20 people in a room, I think that would do wonders for your business. Oh, absolutely, you win them over. Yeah. I actually asked Rick Hart one day what mm-hmm. his tip was and he told me he always rhymed it with something. Mm. I do that. A, a, a physical attribute about the person he's talking to. 
Yeah. He said, Sam, I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> but he always, when he was um, president at the Fremantle Dockers, he knew every staff member's name from the janitor to, well, obviously, you know, the head coach's mm. name, but to the top. That, it's such an important skill. And yeah. it makes you feel really respected no matter what part of the business you are as the janitor. Yeah. You feel amazing. You feel part of that community. Yeah. yeah. And to that point, another story we heard at this leadership forum last week, um, one of the presidents of the US, I can't remember, walked past the janitor at NASA and said, oh, what do you do here? And he said, we're sending a man to the moon. Like, because they took uh-huh. interest in the janitor, the whole company has that one aim. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. A unique Sorry. mission, yeah. Um, but to that point, I think it's so important that these things to get to know the person and be yourself. Don't sell straight mm. away. You know, you need to have that personal relationship. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, it's just fake. You can see through it straight away. There's yeah. no no point. But I feel like we're giving tips on the art of networking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is the I beauty. Mean, there's, there's a certain of, a schmoozy element to events. Yeah. It's the beauty of in-person events is you can – you get that opportunity and you can only really do it once. So do it well. Mm-hmm. They're important tips, Melissa Howie. Thanks. So another tip to make sure you're getting the most out of your event as a business owner is to keep it fresh and new and exciting, mm-hmm. much like any relationship. <laughs> I only operate in metaphors. Right. So how do we do that? <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> oh, uh, that was a lot of laughter. <laughs> I think you have to be willing to innovate. If you're going to do an annual event for your business, you need to make sure that it's always something exciting. Um, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, making sure you're doing something new. People remember surprises and experiences. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. If Yeah, it's really important if you're doing a repeat event that you mix it up. Otherwise, people aren't going to come. Unless you've got a whole new audience coming through every time, which I guess is the ultimate. That's the dream. Yeah, but I mean, people talk, especially yeah. in Perth. It's a small place. So if you're going to just bust out the same event every every year, it's not going to be that effective or exciting. And you want to give people FOMO about coming to it. So or not being invited for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and you also got to think about, put yourself in the guest shoes. They're taking time out of their day to come to your event. They're travelling, they're whatever, putting the kids in babysitting. What can you do to make your event worth their time? Exactly, yeah. Definitely. And particularly post-COVID, there's going to be an, there's so many more events. Yeah, I think at least for six to 12 months, people had to... It's either the backlog of ones that didn't yes. happen, plus people going, let's just do it while we can. Exactly. Yeah, because we've got that tentative feeling about everything at the moment. We don't know if we're going to shut down again. Yeah. So we're like, let's get them out while get we the can. Toi- get the toilet paper while you can, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, please, no. <laughs> no more, no more st- panic buying. It's fine. I'm still going through my other apocalypse stash. <laughs> But the other thing about get, that's good to, about getting together is people people don't actually buy products. I mean, they do, but they buy it through being sold a story or being told a story or sharing a story. So in-person events are really good conduits for storytelling in the room. So, yeah, it's much more powerful than just trying to sell something online. And you Definitely. also have to remember as a business owner, when you're doing traditional marketing, people there's so much noise Websites, social media, brochures, flyers, other marketing things, other ads, advertising. Everyone's just nodding. No one's adding to my list. Cool. No. The <laughs> sentence didn't feel finished. Yeah. None of my sentences finished. <laughs> you, you get, I'm assuming you're going to say when you're in a room yeah. that you've you got that kind of immersed. clear. Um, you've got, what do you got? A captured audience? Yeah. Captive. Captive. 
Captive, not captured. Oh my god. Are we back in your dating thing? <laughs> no, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Hannibal, but go on. Oh, dating god. analogies, left, right, and center. And you can also the important part is continue your brand story after the event or during the event. You can really amplify its effects these days through social media. Yeah, that's right. And if you have a kick-ass event and everybody's really enjoying themselves, um, and there's a lot to see, take photos of, people to meet, entertainment to watch you're going to get what they call user-generated content or in the biz, UGC. How'd they come up with that acronym? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's just people having a really banging time, taking photos and then sharing what they're experiencing on their social media. And like you said, Mel, that's just going to amplify your brand story. Free marketing, y'all. Totally. And sometimes if you only have a small event, say 50 of the top influencers – it creates that FOMO. You can hit millions yeah, of people. absolutely. You don't have to invite heaps and heaps of people to get that reach that you need. Mm. For businesses that um, have a smaller budget, though, another way you can get involved with events is to collaborate with another business on their event. Um, you could provide contra product for, to get your product out there or even sponsor the event to increase your brand recognition as well. And that can have the same effect through social media and all that um, Cross-pollination. With your desired market, whatever that event is. Do you know, I was reading about an event the other day on Instagram where I hang out and there it was it was a beautiful little high tea um, what, that a bunch of girls did for the Cancer Council and one of the sponsors was a product that I'd used recently, an eye mask, and I'd forgotten about how much I loved them and I saw her sponsoring this event and I thought oh that's really great that she's you know doing her altruistic business corporate social responsibility that's it corporate social (laughs) responsibility CSR yeah anyway she was doing stuff that was good for humanity and the community and I was just reminded of her brand and then I literally clicked through her Instagram and bought the product on the spot we've all been there yeah (laughs) I'm not usually like that but that was and that was an event that I wasn't even there yeah that's well, there you go. That's a perfect example. Mm. And you need to be constantly reminding people, as you just said, that you're there. They might love your product. The service might have been amazing, but that's not always enough. You need to get the referrals or to get the sale. Remind them you're there. Remind them you're in the community. You're supporting other people. Yep. You're doing a great job. Yeah, and attaching your brand, um, your branded event to a charity or something that's going to benefit the community is always a good idea. And it should be, like you really should have a genuine reason behind it. You do want to do good. But even if you don't, it's going to make you look good. <laughs> no, I think people can, can sort say that. of Did tell really though. People can tell if there's no obvious synergy between like a charity mm. brand and that person. That's true. You can I've sort been of, to events where you can, they've done that. You can that. sniff the... Desperation. Um, the fake corporate social responsibility. Yeah. But speaking from a charity's perspective, really any money will do. We do have values-based sponsorship, but for something like mental health, which is what we work in, any business could be yeah. aligned with mental health. You don't. And there's no reason not to be. Mm. Hear yeah. that, guys? There's no reason not to be aligned <laughs> with mental health. Hit us up on our Instagram. <laughs> that would be youth focus. Yep. Yeah. So in summary... Events are such a valuable marketing tool. What are your top reasons from our chat today? Human contact. Face-to-face, it's so good to be right next to somebody, being able to – I was going to say smell them, but probably not. (laughs) Okay, Hannibal. Yeah. 
<laughs> way I want to go. But being able to Tactile? read their expressions, shake their hand and get all that, that little backstory to them and really get to know them in a way that you wouldn't be able to if you weren't at an in-person event. That's what I like about it. And you can have a drink with them. Definitely. <laughs> Crystal, top tip? Uh, my top tip is put yourself in the guest shoes when planning your event and that will help you come up with a more innovative event. My tip is make it personalised. It doesn't always have to be a big extravagant event. You can do these little touches that make your prospective clients or clients feel so special at a really small event. Thank you so much for listening. Play me out, Johnny. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Tell me why. <laughs> I, th- I was going to do a, a beat, but I can't remember. A what, beatbox? What do the kids do when they say... Excuse me? They say two words like... Peace out. Cats and bubbles, cats and bubbles, cats and... What is it? Boots and cats and 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 boots and cats. I'm not sure about that. What do we do from this song? Tell me why Any record producers listening, comment on our Instagram. We are unsigned.